It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That was President Trump last night attempting to send a message of unity of sorts after a landslide victory in the Iowa caucuses. Now, Trump finished the Republican caucuses with a one, with a historic 51% of the vote. You're looking at it right here, significantly more than Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley's second and third place totals combined. DeSantis coming in at 21.2%, Nikki Haley a little above 19%. So how did Donald Trump do it? This is the map that we're looking at right now. Everywhere you see red is a county that Donald Trump won. Now, you might think to yourself, Donald Trump, pretty dominant in the Republican Party. We've seen the polling. It looked like it was going to look like this. This is why this is a surprise. This is why the Trump team feels like they hit exactly the type of place they needed to be heading into New Hampshire. Just flash back to 2016. Donald Trump didn't win the caucuses. He lost to Ted Cruz. And everywhere you see yellow or a brighter red, those are counties that Donald Trump lost. Let's go back to 2024. All of them, save for one, Donald Trump won. Now, what does that actually mean? Think about the overperformance, where Donald Trump did better than he did in 2016. Trump outperforming 2016? Literally all 99 counties, he did better than he did in 2016. Here's a, maybe a different way to put this. Where did Trump actually uh, underperform in 2016? That would be none. Trump win margin above 10%, 10% higher than everybody else in the actual uh, primary? Every county except for two. Ames, which is more of a college uh, town, which he actually ended up winning, unlike in 2016. And in Johnson County, where Iowa City is, the University of Iowa, where Nikki Haley won by all of one vote. That is not a sweeping victory based on my math. Granted, not a math guy, but I'm pretty confident in that. So how did he actually do it? Well, there are two things that we were really watching coming in to this caucus experience. One was up here, the northwest area of the state. This is evangelical country. This is country that Donald Trump struggled mightily with in 2016. Donald Trump winning all four of those counties, put back into 2016. He lost all of them. And not only did he lose all of them, he, for the most part, didn't really place well at all, not even in the top three in some of those counties. In Sioux County, wasn't even in the top three. Flip to 2024, he wins by 14 points. This is the type of county that Ron DeSantis focused heavily on with his operation, heavily on with visits as well. Donald Trump blew him out of the water. What about suburbs? This is an area that Marco Rubio in 2016 pulled off suburb after suburb after suburb. Well, this was supposed to be where Nikki Haley was supposed to have big wins. Nikki Haley was supposed to run up big vote. Not this time around. In 13 of the counties that uh, CNN labels as suburbs, Donald Trump won 12 of them. Again, only losing one. Uh, Johnson County, where Iowa City, University of Iowa is, losing it by one vote. Back in 2016, if you want to look at how he did, he lost 10 of those 13 counties. So across the board, whether it's evangelicals, whether it's suburbs, whether it's educated voters, Donald Trump winning almost every single place, 98 of 99 counties, and that's why he won 51% of the vote. Poppy? All right, Phil, thank you so much. Come on back to the table. Let's bring back in Doug Hybakari. So is more Gillespie. Doug, to you. Not only did he win, but he won so many evangelical voters in Iowa. I mean, he took like a fourth of them last yep. time around, now 63%. Why? Um, because he's been able to have those voters really identify with him. Donald Trump is not um, an evangelical by any means. He's not really a, a strong Christian. But evangelical <laughs> and religious conservatives identify with Trump as a lifestyle, as a brand. And that's been very hard to shake. And it's why those counties that Phil pointed out in northwestern um, Iowa turned so dramatically. And it, I think, is what's going to make not so much New Hampshire, but South Carolina very interesting. If Nikki Haley has a strong showing um, in, in New Hampshire, religious conservatives in South Carolina, I think we can learn a lot from with what happened in Iowa.
Well, when you look at kind of in New Hampshire, the, the moderate vote, the independent vote, mm -hmm. um, in the suburbs, the college educated, uh, that's not supposed to be Trump's base. College educated voted more for Trump than they did for Haley. Trump picked up every single suburb, mm -hmm. suburban county except for one. How does that not translate into problems for Nikki Haley in New Hampshire? You're talking about in Iowa? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Iowa, when cool. they go to New Hampshire. Okay, so in Iowa, I mean, what, 65 plus was the majority of the group that voted in the caucus, right? And 97% of them were white, I think is roughly the estimate. Yeah. So in New Hampshire, they have long said, I mean, more than half of the GOP voters have said they would take anybody but Trump. So I think it does help her even beyond, you know, in the suburbs. I think it does help her. Um, and again, she's coming at it from a different approach. She's now trying to talk about uh, Trump-Biden nightmare, things like that. It's helpful to her messaging. In Iowa, though, I think also their their focus was just Trump. I mean, it doesn't matter. They put abortion as like number four on their issue list, yeah. but it came to Trump. They put immigration as number one. Um, they put economy as number two. You know, that that's yeah. a, a stark difference. Biden, by the way, if this is a head dead, is polling so terribly on, on the abortion, I mean, on, on immigration, immigration and the economy. Yeah, absolutely. But before can we move to your home state, because Doug brought up what does this portend for uh, Nikki Haley and Trump in South Carolina? Tim Scott is a big question yeah. mark this morning. Our reporting is that he may get officially get behind Trump. It'd be a big blow to Nikki Haley, being well, I mean, a senator I, from her state. Everyone, every, every one of the major political figures in South Carolina, outside of a few State House members, good friends of mine, Nathan Ballantyne, Tom Davis, for example, um, and, and Ralph Norman, they actually went to Iowa to caucus with her. Those are good friends to have. But Tim Scott is an interesting character because he's the only one who um, has that gravitas, who's kind of stayed out of it. Tim Scott also, whether or not you're, you're talking to people in Trump orbit, you would probably know this better than I, but people talk about the names of Ben Carson. They talk about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and they talk about Tim Scott for vice president of the United States. Those are like some of the favorites that are floating right now. So what does Tim Scott do? It really is a death knell to, um, to Nikki Haley if she does well in New Hampshire, and then Tim takes the, the, the wind out of her sails like that. And you have to think about their history, too. She is the person who appointed him right. um, to, to the United States Senate. So it's a very close relationship. Uh, we, we go back to 2010 when Tim actually got elected to the South Carolina State House. He, myself, and Nikki were all in the State House together. So that's a very fascinating dynamic. But he is that evangelical. He does speak to what the future of the Republican Party hopes to be. He is a consummate conservative. He does have opportunity zones, and, and, and he can talk about issues that matter if he supports Donald Trump. I mean, I think it's over already, but you can start cranking up the bus. And I think this is where the politics get personal. If we go back mm -hmm. to 2016, the Jeb Bush campaign loathed Marco Rubio for the sheer audacity of running. It wasn't Marco's turn, um, they thought. That same dynamic was true with the Haley and Scott campaigns throughout the process while Tim Scott was still running. 